0: Hi, I'm Steve Thomas, this is Cacophony at the Women's Football World Cup, the glorious celebration of female musicians and their music from around the world. We're turning the spotlight on England with rich and sumptuous music chosen by composer Roxana Panofnik I was really pleased when Roxana Panofnik one of the country's top composers, Agreed to join us for Cacophony's Women's World Cup of Classical Music. She's picked a stellar lineup of English composers, three of whom, including Roxana, had pieces commissioned for a recent certain ceremony of national significance. Her musical achievements stand on their own, of course, but Roxana is the daughter of the eminent composer Andreanofnik. So I wondered if it was inevitable that she had become a musician.
1: I was interested in music before I was conceived I think it goes back that far because my father being a composer as well it was just inevitable it was going to be in the DNA and I was born and throughout my childhood there was music around me all the time whether it was the radio whether it was going for a walk with dad along the river and him humming whatever he's working on and uh, music was everywhere so I think it was completely and utterly inevitable
0: and what does music mean to you
1: music for me is like breathing it's such an integral part of me and how I express myself and about what I feel my feelings my emotions and I do feel it's like almost my music and my composing is like Another language, another language that I speak. It's very much physically and as well as mentally part of me.
0: Is there a spiritual component? I always I think of your music as being very spiritual, and the music that you've chosen has a strong spiritual element to it too.
1: Yes, music and spiritual music, of course, is incredibly important to me, but I didn't become religious or practicing Catholic until my early 20s. That very much came later. But my sort of priority really is the spiritual music that I write and also my interfaith work. So that's incredibly important as well.
0: You write a lot of pieces that juxtapose a multi-faith perspective on the same key questions of life.
1: Yes, I often um, perhaps use musical influences from Christianity, Judaism and Islam and interweave them as a kind of musical metaphor for the fact that we all believe in the same one God.
0: Fantastic. You've brought us five pieces of music and it feels like you've got the big hitters out. We've got great names of English music from the last 50 years or so. All of the composers you've chosen are living composers. Was that a conscious... Is that a conscious decision?
1: I think also because I know them and they're friends. It's actually, it's a really fantastic community, the contemporary music scene and um, a lot of the female composers. We we just know each other and especially in the sort of Christian liturgical composition tradition, uh, we often end up being programmed alongside each other in mm. concert. So we often see each other in um at performances. So it, it was really lovely.
0: Let's start your list with a piece by Judith Weir, The bagpiper String Trio. And the movement is called Lament Over the Sea.
1: I chose this because it's so her. It's so Judith as a person, there's an enormous warmth. And it almost sounds like the way she speaks in pitch. Um It's a very happy, almost like a a jaunty way. And I'm incredibly fond of both her and this piece, so she had to be in there.
0: Does it have a, a sort of a folk song feel to it, you think?
1: There's definitely a strong reference to her Scottish roots, for sure.
0: But she's lived in London for a long time, so she's qualified for England for these purposes of the World Cup of Classical Music.
1: Yes, absolutely. Completely. She is definitely England resident, but then again, so (laughs) am I. I was born here, but I'm constantly conveying my Polish roots all over the place.
0: The football tournament is all about flag-waving for your nation, whatever that means. And so many of the footballers are second-generation immigrants from, from other nations across the world. And so it is with music. I find with all of these conversations that we're dealing with composers who are resident or have moved away and the universality of music and the, the spuriousness of this game that we're playing really comes through. Judith Weir is master of the King's music.
1: She is. She is, and what a great master of the King's music she's been. She's written some people pieces, her piece at late Queen's funeral, and I loved her orchestral piece just before the coronation. I love everything she does.
0: there's a sort of an almost royal theme that kind of runs through the pieces that you've chosen. And I don't know if that's if that's deliberate or not.
1: I think it probably is. It's subconscious for sure. But I think it's just because I've been with the coronation composers quite a bit and then touch with them quite a lot. Though. Yeah. That's how it's happened.
0: There's a, a lovely picture that you or maybe Shirley Thompson or Paul, Mila, one of them, one of you posted up on Twitter of the Coronation composers. It's such a lovely, relaxed vibe.
1: It was. I think we were just so, all so relieved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> and our pieces have gone off well and we just kind gonna... of...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So the next Royal Vibe takes us back 400 years to Debbie Wiseman's music for the TV series Wolf Hall, which is all about Thomas Cromwell who was the fixer and the go-to man for king henry the and i've already done a cacophony episode on it specifically because i like it so much
1: great yeah. yes. i i loved the tv series of wolf hall but debbie's music was just brilliant it was so perfect and so atmospheric love the way with this main theme it sounds very business-like and right we've got to get to business and that was Cromwell wasn't mm. it he was always on business and getting from one place to another and like a puppeteer moving all these people around and I thought it was absolutely perfect spot on and her music for a more recent Channel 4 TV series called The Undeclared War*. It was absolutely brilliant also, and she used some Russian folk singers and folk music in it, and it was absolutely beautiful. But I'm really sad that it's not available. I definitely recommend it. She's just brilliant at what she does, Debbie.
0: The final three pieces are from you, from Judith Bingham, and Cecilia McDowell, and they're all vocal works. Let's start with Judith Bingham.
1: So I first met Judith Bingham when we did A Garland for Linda, which must be nearly 30 years ago now. It was a selection of pieces, choral pieces, commissioned um, in memory of Linda McCartney, Paul McCartney's wife, who died of cancer, and it was in aid of a cancer charity. There were seven or eight of us, maybe slightly more, who were commissioned to write short pieces to make a a garland, a choral garland. And that's when I met Judith. And I, I was just so overwhelmed at the beauty and the textures in her choral writing. Mm. are just incredible. The fact that she is a choral singer, she was an alto in the BBC Singers for many years. I think that obviously has an impact. Being an alto right in the middle of the choir probably gives her the best viewpoint in order to figure out all these textures and these things going on around you and it's magical
0: we should say something about the bbc singers because the bbc singers are 99 years old and they're they're the country's only full-time professional choir and they're in severe danger of being wiped out which would be pretty shocking
1: i'm very happy to see that actually they aren't longer um there was such an uproar when it happened i think there was a petition that got over 150,000 signatures it became very apparent to the bbc that they'd made a mistake and i'm delighted that they've done somewhat of a u-turn i don't know exactly what they're going to do but i'm very happy to see that there is a reprieve and that they'll be with us still for a bit longer hopefully a lot longer
0: yeah i hope so hope so uh, the piece that you've chosen by Judith Bingham is The Darkness Is No Darkness, which is based on the Old Testament Psalm 139.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's such a comforting title, isn't it? I had to choose it.
0: In all of these pieces, there's such kind of richness and complexity mm. to the vocal singing.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's what I love and that's what I love to do. And so I think that's probably why it appeals to me.
0: back to royalty with Cecilia McDowell and her piece, O Lord, make thy servant Elizabeth. It's the same text that William Byrd set for Queen Elizabeth I, again back 400 years ago. And now Cecilia McDowell has set this text for the late Queen Elizabeth II or current Queen Elizabeth II as she then was.
1: Absolutely. This was a, a platinum jubilee project. With the Genesis Foundation and the Sixteen, and again, it's obviously it's very beautiful textures, and it has a harp, and it really is one of my favourite combinations: harp and voices. And I'm not saying this because I'm biased, because I'm an ex harpist. But oh, uh, are you?
0: I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes,
1: when I was at Royal Academy of Music, my first study was composition, and my second study was harp. And the idea was that when I Graduated, I would be an orchestral harpist to support my composing. But sadly, I got terrible tendon troubles in my hands because they're just too small for the harp, which looks a lot more delicate than it really is. It, It involves quite large, strong movements and rotating movements in your thumbs. It's always such a treat to hear it in things, and especially with voices. And Cecilia uses it here to fantastic effect. I have to say that actually, when my plans to be an orchestral harpist fell through, I wasn't 100% disappointed. The thing about the harp is that every time you practice it every day, you have to tune all those strings before you can even get cracking on your pieces or even exercises. It's not an easy instrument to be living with and living through, but it is absolutely beautiful. So I do write for it as much as I can. There's always been harps associated with the royal family because there's always been a royal harpist, hasn't there? And and I think now the the current king is especially keen on, on harp music. So I'm absolutely thrilled about that. What great taste he has.
0: We finish with your piece, Zen Love Song, which is another piece for choir and one instrument. And in this case, it's the Japanese bamboo flute, fulfilling really well the same role as the harp.
1: Yes. Oh, it's such a beautiful, evocative sound, the shakuhachi. And one that, even if you don't know a lot about music, instantly hunches up Japan and the East. It's got very strong identity, and it's just so beautiful. And Kiku Day, who's playing the shakuhachi in this, commissioned a piece for choir in shakuhachi quite a long time ago, 20-something years ago, I think. But the slow movement Zen love song took off on its own. It's just such a beautiful instrument.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about the text?
1: Yes. So the text is by 15th century Zen master, Ikkyu Soyun, and it's about somebody having lost the person they loved, but we don't know why, but they've been left. But I use this gorgeous old traditional Japanese lullaby and that is about a young boy who's devastated because his nursemaid's been sent away. And feeling that sort of haunting feeling of having loved and lost in both the the lullaby and Iki Soyun's words. Um, was- so there's
0: two things going on at the same time?
1: Yes, but it's both about love and and losing the person you love and it's just it's a beautiful sound world Japanese music so it was such a joy to to work in that
0: yeah it's a beautiful piece all the pieces (laughs) that you've given us are so atmospheric and rich and full it's a really satisfying listen to all of the music you've given us
1: good i'm so pleased we're done that was (laughs) thank
0: you so much yay indeed That was Roxana Panufnik giving us the story behind her choices of the music that's playing for England in the Women's World Cup of Classical Music, now underway. You can hear all of the pieces in full in the playlist. Click on the link in the podcast show notes. Join us for more insights from leading female artists and to play along with the Women's World Cup of Classical Music at CacophonyOnline.com or by following the podcast. Also in the show notes, you'll find other ways to support the event either with a cash contribution or by sharing the podcast widely. Both are much appreciated and kind of necessary to get the message out to as many people as possible. Come back for more next time and thanks for listening.